Peace, family. How you doing? It's Mr. R2 here at Consistency is Currency. As I always say, your morning podcast choice, but it is a choice that you have and it actually is a choice that you made. So I thank you and I appreciate you for being here. You could be anywhere <laughs> at 730 in the morning, but you're actually here on the Facebook live watching or you may be on the YouTube uh, watching uh, watching it on YouTube or just listening to the sounds um, on the podcast platform. So I thank you and I appreciate you uh, for just being here um, consistently and being here on purpose and being here because um, you want to be. So I think that I thank you for that. So today's conversation um, came from like I put out yesterday, I was like, hey, put a word inside the chat uh, that you want me to develop, you know, something from. And that's where this came from. Now, I will say that this was a tough one. You know, this was a tough one. I had to look it up. I, this was the first time I ever learned uh, this word. But I knew that I had put the ask out. You know, put the ask out, say, hey, if you want me to do something about uh, a word that you want me to do, put it out there. And and they did it. But I think I, I, I think I did it some justice. I'm just saying I think I did a pretty good job. So we're going to be talking. Peace. Good morning, Miss Teresa. Uh, so we're going to be talking about third time is a charm. So the third time is a charm. Uh, it is. You know, oftentimes when we say third time is a charm, it means that we have actually gone through something more than once. Right. And because we've gone through something more than once, then we have to remember who we are. If we're ever going to allow ourselves to walk away from it, allow ourselves to look at it as it is. It is not my present, but it is my past. So in order for you to say the third time's a charm, that means you have gone through it the first time, you've gone through it the second time, and you have uh, put yourself in a position to learn those lessons that you've learned from the first time you've gone to it. How many, how many of us out there have actually uh, gone through something more than once? And once you got finished with it, after you completed it, after you have gained some sort of level of success, you was like, man, the third time was a charm. How many of us out there can honestly say I've done it before? I know I can say it. You know, I can say that. Peace. Good morning, Miss Selena. Uh, but can you say it? You know, if, if you've gone through something more than once, say the third time was a charm. Some of y'all might be the fourth time, but we're talking we're talking about the third time. So the third time was definitely a charm. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, yeah, I want you to pay attention uh, to some things because I've learned some things from this word uh, that someone put out into the comment section. So, again, when we get to the end, if there's something that uh, you want me to develop a lesson plan off of just put the word out there don't do it now because my mind is already fixed on this one um so when we get to the end i'll open it back i'll open the floor back up and then that's when you drop your word so yeah third time's a charm all right here we go let me know how i did all right so let's talk about third time's a charm 
And the word that we're pulling out is uh, ignominus. So ignominus, now I had to learn how to say the word. I mean, I was looking on YouTube. I was (laughs) looking in the dictionary. How do you say the word? Because it came out of my mouth totally different than how I'm seeing it. So I had to learn about it. And because I learn about it, I'm going to teach you as well, especially for those who've never seen this word uh, before or someone who has never known that this word existed in a dictionary. You know, there's so many words in the dictionary that we don't pay attention to it, nor do we understand the origin and how we can actually use those words going forward. So again, for those that are new to the platform or those who have not been here to the platform in a while, you know that you will always learn something. You will learn about a word and you will learn how the word can be purposefully used into the things that you uh, strive uh, uh, to do. So ignominus, the definition of ignominus is said is marked with or characterized by disgrace or shame. Marked with or characterized by disgrace or shame. Now, the contrast that we're looking at here is red over white. Um, You know what? I can I can flip flop with this one uh, because they both tell a different story. Because the first contrast that we will talk about is red over white, which is marked or characterized. Because when you look at the word ignominus, and you're saying marked or characterized, and then you flip the inversion into, uh, well, leap, um, scratch off with and just look at by disgrace or shame. So my thing is by who? Look at it that way. By who? Because if ignominus is being marked or characterized because marked and characterize, meaning someone else is looking at it from their lens. They're looking at it from their perspective, but you can only give power to that perspective if you actually take on that disgrace or shame. It's not, or it may not be the who that you are right now, but it is something that you felt at that particular time. That's why I see it that way when it says marked or characterized because the characterization came from someone else's perception or how they saw it. That disgrace or shame came from someone else's thoughts and perceptions of it uh, at that time, but you don't have to hold on to it. So now let's break it down even more. So as I begin to look at it, I had to dive deep because it was my first time looking at the word. So I had to break it up, go back to the etymology of it to learn more about the word, to bring it to its presence, the, its present tense. So ignominus, you have the, the ig and the gnome, the ig and the nom in the word, as you can see it, I-G-N-O-M-I-N-I-O-U-S. So now the ig and the gnome, the ig is the negative prefix, like ignore right? So that's the negative prefix. And it's only negative by those who bring about that negative energy that is pushing that, that visualization out there. So ig and gnome, again, ig is the negative prefix and gnome 
is Latin for is it gnome is Latin for nomen, which means name or repute or like reputation. So again, ig is the prefix. Look at the word ignominus. Ig gnome. Ig negative known is it gnome is name or reputation like nomenclature that is the name of something what's the nomenclature or nominal that's where those words come from but when you actually put that together the egg and the gnome that's when it gives a new shape because again in order for something to give a new shape to it y'all make sure y'all share this on uh, share this live uh on your uh, timeline or inside of an active facebook Facebook group because we're going to break this down um, in a way that you can use it today. So ig and gnome, when you put that negative context or the negative prefix, I should say, when you put that negative prefix on gnome, you're giving it a nameless uh, 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 indication because ig and gnome is nameless, which indicates the nameless that goes with shame or dishonor. Just like you have someone who relieves the military and they get a dishonorable discharge, right? That's that could be a thought of an ignominious situation. But how can you give a different type of power or a different type of energy to it? Because if Ig and Gnome is nameless, it indicates the namelessness that goes with the shame or dishonor. So now we're looking at the third times of charm because the R2 definition of third times of charm is you developing an undefeated attitude. Yes, I was dishonorably discharged. Not me. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, I was dishonorably discharged, but that won't hinder me from moving forward. Yes, this embarrassing moment made me feel this way. It make people feel as if I'm marked or they're they're disgraced by a certain thing or characterizing me by this particular thing. But I'm just here to tell you that when we get into this deep dive and what we're talking about, you're going to begin to develop an undefeated attitude because if it is not your today, then leave it in the past. I might need to write that one down. <laughs> Somebody put that in the chat. If it is not your today, leave it in the past. And I think a lot of times when we hold on to those past situations or past embarrassments or a feeling like we're shamed or 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 being marked. Now, we may have been marked or damaged or characterized with something or about something in the past. It is not the who that we are right now and taking this deep dive. We're going to go ahead and jump into it because keep it in the right tense. Right? Because if we're keeping it in the right tense, that means that we're telling ourselves, not anyone else, because this is not about someone's perception anymore. It is not about someone who is characterizing us. It is not about someone who wants to mark us to where they want to push us down or we, we, or we are even possibly pushing ourselves down of something that we've done in the past, we have to look at it by keeping it in the right tense because uh, an embarrassment 
it takes place in the past. It's not in the present. Even if it happened five minutes ago. Five minutes ago means it took place in the past because theoretically, if you're able to stay in the moment perfectly, the moment which is right now, the present tense. That's why we say keeping in the right tense. Because for the soldier who was dishonorably discharged, that does not mean that is you for the rest of your life. That is a past that you have moved away from. Now, yeah, you may have some employers that may say, okay, you was dishonorably discharged, so I don't think this job is the right fit for you. But that doesn't necessarily mean that is a right fit for you for the rest of your life. That is something that you've gone through, but it's not something that you go to. Go to is you keeping it in the right tense, which is the present and where you are right now, because when you look at being in that perfect moment is you have to feel that there's an ounce of, of embarrassment because you're not going to forget what that feeling feels like because you know what it feels like. That means you don't have to feel that way again, because when we move into messaging on the inside of us, because now we're talking about we're talking to ourselves, because when you keep it in the right sense, you have to have inner conversations with you, because in that in, in that brain matter, that is going to tell you that you do matter. You're keeping it in the right place because you know the difference between past tense and present tense. And now when you begin to realize in the present and in the moment, could possibly virtually be impossible. Now we're, we're talking about the physical tense because we have to think about it in our mind. That's the tense in our, in our mind, because no, you can't virtually physically be in yesterday, but you can psychologically be in today because when you're when you're keeping yourself there, you're coming with so many mixed emotions and you get that not inside of your stomach like the butterflies we talk about, because those butterflies come from that embarrassing moment because you're reliving it so much inside of your head that because you relieve reliving it, you're feeling that moment over and over again. That's when you have to understand if I'm ever going to prevent myself from being in that space, I have to talk to myself to tell myself that this happened in my yesterday and it is not happening in my today. Then you have the ability to understand where the tense is. It's in the, it's in the back. Now, when you understand that tense and keep that tense in this right perspective, now it's time for you to take your power back. Right. It's time for you to take that power back because those feelings that you felt, you don't have to feel again because you have known that it was in my yesterday. And because I'm in my today, I'm standing tall and I'm standing firm and I take my power back. Because now you have to say that was an embarrassing event that occurred, right? That's you looking at it, you talking to you. That's you staring in the mirror saying like, man, that was an embarrassing moment. It really was. And you're answering yourself. That's you, that's you having a conversation in the mirror like, man, that was embarrassing, right? You'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of embarrassing, you know? Um, and now a lot of times you have uh you you have those moments 
where you remember that, like those like who know Mary J. Blige. Now, we know if there's a situation that 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 happens with like Mary J. Blige, she may go through a divorce and something like, you know, something like that that was openly and publicized, you know, put out there to the public. For those who know, we were like, man, Mary's about to come out with a fire album. <laughs> right. She took that power back. Like uh, even like Chris Rock, Chris Rock got publicly embarrassed. You know, it's like that ignominious moment. He took his power back. I mean, some of his brothers took the power back, too. They was like, OK, bet that sh that next show is going to be fire. Right. Because they 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 was embarrassed by the name. It was the, the Rock family was embarrassed by that situation, but they took their power back and noticed that their sales went up for their ticket sales went up. And they start there was not that they wouldn't sell out before, but they sold out a whole lot more because of that embarrassing moment. They took their power back. And the thing with the David Chappelle that happened this past day. Yes, he's taking his power back. I guarantee you. When people, when the next show that comes up with Dave Chappelle, I promise you he's going to take his power back and come out with jokes about what just happened. So that's you taking your power back. I just wanted to give you some examples of, of, of how to take your power back after an embarrassing moment when you're in that space. Because when you're in that space, now I want you to step away from the looking glass. Step away from it. Because... Most of the time we base our identity off of what we think other people think of us. Or we base our embarrassed moment off of what we think other people, uh, how other people see us. Because they're placing that mark on you. Because remember the definition that we, we highlighted, marked or characterized. But because we're basing that identity, like we spoke about this past day, because we based our identity off of what we think people, per how we think people perceive us, that's when we begin to look real funny when we're looking in in the in the mirror. Now, remember, um, I, I mean, I probably showing my age. I don't even know if they still do it in the funny house at the carnival. You have that funny mirror, right? That distorted mirror. We know that it's not you. You know it's not you, but the perspectives of the mirror have altered and changed how you felt about you when you're looking in the mirror. Right. So if you're not marked or you're not characterized by the moment, then you should not carry that with you into tomorrow or carry that with you forever, because that is something someone else put on you. That is the emotions that you've carried at that time. And because you put it in the proper tense and because you begin to look away from the glass, now you can look at it from a real perspective and not be distorted by how other people perceive you to be in that glass mirror that you're looking at. Take that power back. Step away from it before it totally consumes how you see yourself. That was an embarrassing moment. Yes, that was a ignominious time. Yes, that's a timestamp. That means in that time, that's how I felt. In that time, that's what I did. But in this moment now, I am stronger 
today than what I was in the past because I remember what that felt like. I remember what the butterflies meant when I feel it because I felt so embarrassed or because I felt like I was marked or characterized by what I did in the past, but I am no longer carrying those marks anymore. I'm no longer being uh, characterized because it's my character, it's my identity, it's how I see myself, not how you perceive me to be, but it's by, but it's by how I see myself. And when you get into that moment, you got to learn how to laugh. You got to learn how to laugh and you got to begin to solicit other stories. You have to solicit other stories because if laughing, if laughing or laughter prevents you from crying, then I'd rather you laugh about it and learn from it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with crying. I'm not saying that, but laughing will give you a different type of emotion. It may give you the emotion that allows you to carry on. It may give you the emotion that is going to put you in a whole different perspective. Now solicit those, those stories, you know, it now you can compare yourself like, you know what, this it's not that bad because I remember when this happened, have you ever looked at like old, uh, <laughs> brought up old stories about you that you were like, you know what, it's not as bad as this. I remember this. This was terrible. I remember I tripped and I fell in front of everyone. Ice storm. Now I'll tell a quick story. Now I remember I was walking to formation. And now for those that remember those that are military in the motor pool, it's just like solid concrete. So because it's solid concrete, you don't know what's ice until you're on the concrete. So you're walking to formation. You, I was almost late. I mean, when you're not in formation 10 minutes prior, you're late. I'm just saying for those leaders who know. So I was almost late and and I'm trying to hurry up to get the formation and I slip and I fall like, bam, everywhere. Boots up in the air and I'm all over the concrete. Everybody is seeing it. But I can look at that moment and say, okay, now that was funny. I fell in front of everyone not everyone but everyone <laughs> everyone so i can solicit that story be like you know what this is not as bad as that <laughs> you know that story was worse than this one or that situation is worse than what i'm going through right now so it's not as bad as i felt when i when i fell so solicit those types of stories because it may be able to put it in a whole different perspective for you Right. And because it allows you to put it in a different perspective, then it allows you to compare the incidents to say it's not as bad as this was. And now it, it allows you to find ways to laugh about it. It allows you to find ways to change your mind about how you see it. And it gives yourself space between your emotions and your reality because a lot of times our emotions may get the best of us, but because we allow our emotions to, to have space with our reality, we can look at things in its, in, in its realization and to, and to develop some sort of self-realization of like, this is not real. It, it was real yesterday. Now, I'm not falling and slipping on concrete today, so why should I continuously feel embarrassed about it? Because... 
that was my yesterday. It's not my today. And now you have the you have the ability to learn how to fight those social anxieties because you put it in its proper perspective. Now, if you if you relive that moment, only relive the moment by soliciting the stories. Because it is not your present. Focus on your present. Now, your past will always be in the past, but keep it in the proper tense. And then you will learn how to live more differently in today. So I will open it again. Today is Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. So if there's a word that you want me to, I can flip any word as long as I learn it, as long as I learn a definition of it, then I can present a message out of it. So if there's a word that now don't give me no foolishness, I'll walk away from foolishness. Uh, if there's a word or something that you want, go ahead and drop that word inside the chat. Then I'll create a whole lesson plan on it. But I definitely thank you for being here and being in this space and sharing this moment with me as I share this moment with you here at Consistency is Currency, your morning podcast of choice. I thank you a thousand percent and always what you say. If it's not in your today, your past. Yeah. Oh, Lord, you keep giving me all these big words. OK. All right. Hey, I'm just going to put it out there. Hey, this is the word she said. So that's the word for tomorrow. <sighs> Let me write this down. <laughs> oh, all right so that's the word for tomorrow so if anybody else got a word drop the word inside the chat if you're watching it on the replay put that inside the chat if you're watching it on youtube drop it in the comment section and those that are listening to it on anchor anchor allows you to leave a message uh after you listen to the podcast so leave a message put the word inside the message and i'll create a message from that but hey, I appreciate you guys and be blessed. And remember, tomorrow is another day for you to be successful. And today is the beginning of your blessing. Y'all be blessed. Peace.